Welcome back to the only podcast with a host who claims that Schrodinger from Helsing Ultimate is the most well-conceived anime character of all time. It's the Five of Swords. Which of us? Yeah, wait, hold on. So I guess it's Bao. All right, moving on. Speaking of Schrodinger, um, Star Wars <laughs> Episode 3, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Uh, we're back. Um, after our episode on the indefensible garbage that was the uh, Attack of the Clones got lost in the databanks like Sifo Diaz's identity, we just decided to skip ahead and release that shit as a lemma, as I put in the earlier post. So um, here we are, talking about Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I don't know if anybody has an opening question prepared. Uh, I certainly yes, don't. I do. Okay. I do. Um, but, you know, if anyone else has a question, I'm willing to listen. No. Go ahead, though. Okay. Uh, given Anakin's relationship with uh, uh, Obi-Wan, why is he so adverse to Padme mentioning Obi-Wan's name? Do you mean, like, at the very end? Or just throughout, too, right? When, um, and when she tells him that she's pregnant, All right. she says... All right. All right. Let, let, me, let, me, let me give it to you straight, Mr. Lay. I've done some deep anal, anal ISIS right. on this. Anal on this ISIS. Fucking, I've done some deep anal ISIS on this shit, all right? Hear me out, okay? So as all one right. of us has pointed out in the apocryphal Attack of the Clones episode, Anakin, or as he's better known in the circles of the inner rim, Hayden Christensen, is a massive fucking simp. Right. All right. So what what is the one thing that a simp never wants to have happen to them? They don't want to get friend zoned. So what, what is that? So well, we're right. already not being serious. I hear we're talking from personal experience. <laughs> right. So here's the thing. Right. So he's just jealous of Obi-Wan when when Obi-Wan can promise her job security and a happy family, unlike the weirdo shit that he put inside of her. Right? Anakin really so, has watched every bad bitch in the Star Wars universe hit on Obi-Wan over the whole entirety of the course. It is, is, the, is the weirdo shit that he put inside of her a child? Yes. Two child. <laughs> Two, child. <laughs> Two childs. <laughs> Eating God beans and fries. I, I kiss my girl every time I put her life in danger. Oh, great. There, we, there it is. There's the two chain reference for this episode. My ex left me for another Jedi. Now she realized she's stuck with a sucker Jedi. Please, big. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I do think. <laughs> At, at one point, though, at some point, it does devolve into simple paranoia. It it could be literally anybody, but he has been poisoned against everybody he loves in an ironic attempt to save the person that he loves. Uh, he's very volatile when Obi-Wan tries to give him uh, grief counseling on Mustafar, and by grief counseling, <laughs> I mean, dude, you gotta stop. Like, you should have fucked up weird now. <laughs> I don't know how many daddy lights you had at that party, but you gotta stop. I'm gonna refer to arresting somebody as giving them grief counsel. <laughs> when there's an arrest these days, grief counseling usually follows. I don't know. I'd I'd like to give give Anakin more credit than saying he's been paranoid and he's corrupted by Sidious's lies. I think he understands like the gravity of what he's doing, and I think he understands that Sidious is lying to him. But all of his like violent outbursts and his diatribes on Mustafar towards uh, 
Padme and um, Obi-Wan are him trying to convince himself that he is Darth Vader. I, I would disagree simply because he, I feel like he had those moments up until um, he kills Mace Windu. I actually because then he goes, "What have I done?" And then he finally sort of acquiesces to the fact that he's beyond saving, at least in his own mind. I mean, he says as much in like the entirety of after Luke Skywalker finds out Vader is his father. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the thing is like he himself isn't really convincing himself that he can be redeemed. I think it's more that he's convincing himself he's beyond redemption, and that makes him even angrier and spiral into this like insanity that you find him on Mustafar. Oh yeah, I so agree. actually I'm a little bit more on Mr. Rosenberger's side here in regard to like that he's still trying to convince himself. Um, I do agree that like as soon as he kills Mace Windu, at least Anakin, he does believe that he is past the point of no return. But I think he's still trying. I think in the whole like so Obi Wan one particular line, Obi Wan says Anakin the Sith are evil. And Anakin says, no, from my perspective, the Jedi are evil. Now, literally just earlier this day, Anakin told Mace Windu that he believed Palpatine was the Sith Lord. I don't think Anakin made that quick of a switch. I think he is, I do think he's trying to convince himself that he made the right decision still. Well, I don't think he's trying to convince himself that he made the right decision. Least, and I don't think he, he wants to try and convince himself that he can be redeemed. I think he's trying to convince himself that he is the monster that he isn't. Yeah, no, I would agree. I, I, would, I would agree with that sentiment. I definitely think he's trying in his, in his own sad juvenile mind to like justify what he's done in his own head. Um, because at this point, there's really no excuse for what he's done, even if it was to save Padme. I mean, for fuck's sake, when she, like, confronts him on Mustafar, he ends up, like, force-choking her. <laughs> and he's like, my new empire! And then yeah. everyone's like, your new empire! <laughs> and then, you know. So, if... if there's this... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, if he's trying to justify his actions for Padme's sake, throughout episode three do we see that what is what happens when he gets reborn as vader and does his his mimi no screen is that him him realizing that he has failed or uh like what what's what's happening there i think he already came to the realization uh there's this scene on musafar after he um while he's killing the separatist leaders, you can see he very clearly has the Sith eyes, those uh, bright yellow eyes. Also, when he's like crying on the thing after he kills them, and he's like, and he's crying. crying. Yeah, and he's crying. Yeah, when he's crying, it's his blue eyes. He's not tapping into the dark side of the Force there. And then he like turns around, and it's the Sith eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's already come to the realization of what he's done. He just needs. To convince himself that he is Darth Vader, when he isn't, he still is Anakin. Yeah, it, it's it's very much the latter half. After I think I think every at after he kills Mace Windu, the entire story centering around Anakin becomes Anakin, in a way, trying to acquiesce to Vader when Vader isn't really there yet until he gets told that Padme is dead, 
on the ship when he screams no. Like, the no isn't necessarily realizing that he's failed. It's an expression of anger and desperation and sadness as he finally capitulates into, like, officially feeling the dark side and letting that side win. We get some interesting imagery there, too, because that is actually the first moment we see him in the Vader suit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just uh, just on a small point on uh, Sith eyes, they're yellow, right? And um, what what is one other character that we know to have yellow eyes? Jar Jar nope. Binks. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> nope. Oh my god. <laughs> General Grievous. Uh-huh. No, sorry. No, 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 no. I'm I've taken uh, two years of French. Now it's General Grievous. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pronounce the S. Dumbass. It's sorry. <laughs> That's why the hate was so shit. He wasn't armed with his baguettes that he collected. His baguettes. He had these lightsabers like a pussy. Yeah, you know what? You know what's a fun fact about that scene? Uh, is what? the original Revenge of the Sith cut was like fucking four and a half hours long, and mm-hmm. like when Lucas presented it to the studio, they were like, "No, no, we can't. No, it's too long. What the fuck?" And then, um. It was like, fine, I guess I have to make some cuts. So he cut like an hour off. And they're like, we still can't show a three-hour movie, my guy. And he's like, fine. So eventually he ends up parting it down to the cut that we got. This is this is important to note because there was a scene in which... Do, do you know the, like, the, the initial confrontation between Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, General, Gre- <laughs> General Grievu and his fucking uh, little, little Magna Guard minions, right? Yeah. Uh, that was supposed to be like a fight scene that lasted like 10 minutes, like between him and like the three Magna Guards alone. And then he was supposed to have like a massive fight scene with Green uh, Green and then, and then it got cut, which is why the fight scene feels so shitty and like huh. stunted between what do you him. Mean? What do you mean? The, uh, the Wally Coyote scene of dropping like a five ton? That was put in later. That was supposed to be this like fucking epic ass fight scene. I Damn. think Mr. Dietrich means more of that, like, up until now, Grievu was hyped to be this, like, powerful combatant who killed many Jedi. And in the right. first, like, 10 seconds of the fight, Obi-Wan had knocked him from four arms down to two. Yeah, no, it was a very, it was a very truncated fight. And then I was like, that, like, I always in my own head chalked it up to just, like, Revenge of the Sith not being a good movie. Which, I mean, uh, uh, comparatively to other prequels, it is one, it is probably, in my opinion, the best. Uh... Also, to Mr. Wright's point, how has Grievous been built up as this, like, you know, ultra Jedi killer? Because that's extra textual evidence as far as I'm aware. No, I disagree. Oh, they, they say he it has, multiple times. They literally like, go, yeah. he collects lightsabers. And he's yeah, like, he I'm says, I will like, add it to my collection. <laughs> you know? How do you collect lightsabers except from the fucking Jedi? Oh, he picks them off the man. ground. He buys them off eBay. Wait, wait, yeah, always see though, this man is him just... Going off on asthma attacks. He rolled. He rolled he's the, no, the Sith. No, 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 Max, Dooku. Max does bring a good point up. Mister Wright does bring up a good point that the only way you could theoretically collect lightsabers is if you rolled really well in the city and you got to that <laughs> magic <laughs> item shop, <laughs> or you killed Jedi, right? And I, I know for a fact that General, I know for a fact General Grievu ain't making it into the city, dog. God damn, I <laughs> do not want. City. That's not. That's not true. Mister Wright, jail. He can't get out. <laughs> Mr. Lay brings up a good point as well. This episode is going to be impossible to edit, just so you know, because everyone's nah. talking over each other. I got other. it. It's fine. We'll no, you fine. don't. Just edit out the people starting to talk and only use, like, the main. 
main person. I don't know how everybody you just have it be silent. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Mr. Rosenberg, just, you were saying something. Every, every time someone talks, I'm just gonna take a section from episode three and just place it there. <laughs> That's called copyright infringement. You were you were saying something, yep. Mr. Rosenberger. Uh, I was wrong. Shut up. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Continue. <laughs> I was just going to bring up further evidence from Mr. Lay's point, because as we know from the common notions back in book one, um, that no one can kill a Jedi and take his laser sword. <laughs> yeah, but also Qui-Gon dies in that episode. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Did you watch the fucking movie we were supposed to watch? He's alive in this one. No, 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 no. He comes he back into, into the wars. That's what Yoda says. God damn it. Fourth time you've gotten something wrong about this movie. <laughs> no, Aaron. I will not calm down. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying before, I was rudely disrupted by uh, 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 Miss Aaron's. Uh, I even remember our name. Uh, Qui-Gon becomes one with the Force. That's what Yoda says. You shouldn't be afraid of death. He's one with they, the Force. The Force is one with the Force. Okay, that's another extra textual <laughs> evidence, Mr. Wright. Can you just shut your goddamn whore mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yo, Precept would be really fun if we could just play Call of Duty. <laughs> 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 Where we have an entire, um, <laughs> an entire precept just dedicated to how we fucked each other's moms the whole time. <laughs> Nick, you're the one bringing up how you play your mother in seat every time. <laughs> you said about that exact sentence. No, 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 no. Okay, here we'll get back to Star Wars in a second. But here's the thing: is Nick brings up the strange resemblance that elite skin Valkyrie has to his mother, and then all of the rest of us go, hey, "Yeah, your mom, Nick," for some fucking reason. <laughs> but you can't really pin that on him. Yeah, I bring it up. No, I pin it on all of us. He brings it up, though. I bring it up because I bring it up as a joke, like, damn, my mom just killed four people. Ha ha ha. And then y'all go, yeah, but she can take dick, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Just in the Five of Swords are terrible people. <laughs> at least we didn't start an email chain. No, at least we didn't do that. But you know who did start an email chain? Uh, Darth Sidious. When he was trying to corrupt Anakin <laughs> to the fucking dark side. <laughs> and he accidentally he accidentally said it to the, send it to the entire Jedi Order. I mean, yeah, basically. And then they showed up and he's like, Are you threatening me? Are you threatening <laughs> Jedi? No, 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 yawn. <laughs> no, don't finish that. <laughs> 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 this is too much of a shit show already. No, it's fine. It's fine. We had, we had enough time. To, we have, anyways, anyways. But Sidious and Anakin's relationship in in this magnum opus that we watched has, has. I know we brought it up in our Phantom Menace precept a little bit, but now that we've actually seen this evil union come to fruition, does anybody have any like thoughts on it? Do do we feel that there was especially a lot of like 
emphasis placed on the sad, sad nature of Anakin's fall via Sidious. This is, I think, the series or the episode out of the prequels where we get to see the most of just full-on evil, I am the Senate. Well, if there's one thing we can draw a comparison to, a comparison to in episode two, is um, if you remember the chase scene, chasing after the assassin, as they walk into the bar. Yes, Sam Wessel's the gas. Yes, Sam Wessel and her fine ass. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, they walk into the the bar, and um, Anakin specifically says to Obi Wan, "You are like a father to me." And I think in this episode, we have something of the same sort between Anakin and um, Palpatine. Right, Palpatine refers to him directly as son. And I think that really hit a nerve with Anakin. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the father-son dynamic between Obi-Wan and Anakin exists anymore. Um, it's it's more of a friend now. So you, you, you're right. And like, you really do see this like, it's, it is actually just very sad. Because like, I don't, you really don't think Anakin wanted it to go this way. I mean, that's kind of obvious. But like, like when he goes, so like he just does most of this movie and most of this series even, he just wants like acceptance and recognition. Like he wanted to be on the council on his own terms. He didn't want it to be like in like a stunted way. Like when he went to Mace Windu to tell him that Palpatine was the Sith Lord and Mace Windu said, if what you have told me is true, you have earned my trust. That is somehow the happiest Anakin had looked the entire fucking series. Like and the only thing that stopped him is because of these lies planted in his head that Palpatine's the only one who can save Padme. That's, he, he didn't even head to the Jedi Temple or the, the Senate building with the intention to kill Mace Windu. That just kind of happened be, in the spur of the moment because of the seeds that Palpatine planted, that he's the only one who can save, his, who can save Padme. It is just very tragic. I think the real insidious thing about uh, Palpatine, though, and Darth Sidious is exactly what you mentioned, Mr. Jijic. It's that, like, Sidious is the only one who understands how Anakin's feeling in a time where Anakin is confused and afraid and is feeling something that he knows he shouldn't be feeling. The Jedi don't really seem to understand that or know what it is he's feeling. I don't know why. Maybe they're blinded by their hubris. Maybe they think they're above um, human emotions and attachments. Sidious at least seems to understand their importance, but wants to use them for perverted and malicious intents, and he really, really corrupts them simply because I, I think Anakin's corrupted simply because uh, Palpatine's the only person who listens to him. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's entirely fair. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Like, that's the sad thing. In, in, in a way, it mirrors a lot of, like, real, actual abusive relationships where the abuser maneuvers themselves into a position where the abused person feels like they're the only person they can come to and they can trust, and they build that dependency. And, and that's why a lot of people have trouble leaving those kinds of situations because a big argument that I used to have as a kid, I guess, and just, like, as, like I've seen growing up, is, like, why I didn't... Anakin just kill him when he found out like that like what's his face was the Dark Lord and like everything would have been fine and like he would have been able to save Padme and I'm like well like I guess upon reviewing the movie he doesn't really know that because he is angry and scared and confused and the only real rock he has 
that he knows he can go to and will listen to him and make him feel valid is Palpatine. So when Palpatine tells him, I'm, I'm literally the cause of all of this, how do you feel? Yeah, that's why I really like the opening scene of the movie. Uh, that, like, flying scene into uh, General Grievous' ship. And then the fight with Count Dooku. I really like that scene because uh, in that, like, room, you have the three people who all understand each other the most. Anakin, because he's confused. Palpatine, who understands he's confused and knows how to manipulate those feelings. And the Itachi Uchiha, that is Count Dooku, who turned to the dark side (laughs) to make everything right, understands this. Like, he understands the importance and the necessity of passions and emotions that the Jedi just don't, which is why Dooku left the Order. But, like, fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi gets just, like, yeeted off to this corner and Sukuyomi'd into a coma by... No, he doesn't um, get Sukuyomi. He gets a fucking bridge thing chunk, like, dropped on him, which I'm surprised didn't kill him outright. (laughs) It didn't just cut his body in half, I say that. He literally just got photoshopped dragged along with the structure across the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I fucking hate the CGI in this movie the most out of all three. For some reason, really, you should watch the deleted scene. You should watch the deleted scene where um they get surrounded and then they have to try to escape through like the tunnel area and then they have to like so the way they escape is they just spin around really fast with the lightsabers <laughs> on the ground to cut a chunk out of the ground. Granted, granted, it does look really shitty simply because it is a deleted scene that wasn't fully rendered out at all. So that that's one reason why. But also, it is very much like this this the force dash down the hall in Phantom Menace in terms of how bad it looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that fucking scene so much. That was a really good scene. Uh but yeah, I like this scene. And I like uh I like that Obi-Wan is removed from the fight. Like almost like because he can't understand what it is these three people do. So he has no place in this like conversation between them. He has no place in this fight. He couldn't even be able to comprehend what it's about. Uh simply because he just blindly follows uh the jedi code with that with that lens in mind i actually think that brings up a very interesting point about how that scene ends with sidious egging on uh and on like well it, uh, uh, like we don't know at the point at, i guess anakin doesn't know at that point in time but sidious egging him on to kill the the other side the, the third part of that triumvirate leaving it to just be the person who was feeling these things and the person who can manipulate him in a way and i know that mm-hmm. like who wasn't secretly going to help him and i'm not trying to imply anything about like things that could have happened with the plot but i just mean from like a symbolic standpoint right that first act of violence and violating the jedi code is inherently engendered by the person who was egging him on to do these things it wasn't really brought about by anakin which i guess ties back to the point about anakin justifying the monster that like Mm -hmm. he isn't kind of thing I think I think it's very significant in light of Mr. Rosenberger's contextualization of that scene that Anakin kills Dugu while Sidious eggs him on. And without mm-hmm. the possibility of Obi-Wan being there to stop Anakin. Yeah. So one thing that really stood out in that is that after they kill, um after Anakin kills Dooku, uh and they're trying to leave and, and Sidious tells him to leave Obi-Wan. Which yeah. 
Anakin, I mean, to his credit, straight out refuses to do. He says, like, our fates, or whatever the fuck he said, we have the same fate. His, his fate will be the same as ours. Yeah, yeah, that. But, like, I mean, it's like, he hasn't completely bought into the, the full dark side yet, even at this point, even though it's, like, a day before, like a couple days before his complete fall. This could be a Quentin Tarantino stan fucking eighth grade reading of the film here, but it is also pretty significant. He kills Dooku while holding mm-hmm. a red lightsaber and a blue lightsaber, which sort of symbolizes the like, duality inside of him. Again, that's a very, very surface level reading of like what's happening, and I'm pretty sure it was like intentionally meant to be there. Uh, but it, it yeah, is it just is. worth pointing out, I think. Can we, uh, can we talk about what happens afterwards um, when he meets Padme again? We find out that they're married and that um, she's with child. Um, yeah, the question I want to bring up is, uh, why doesn't Anakin feel like he can just leave the Order? Right? Is that also another attachment that he has to um, the Jedi Code and the, the Council? And it, isn't that, in a sense, you know, contradictory to what a Jedi should be doing? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's the irony of the Jedi Order that actually brings about their downfall. Okay, cool. Case close. <laughs> I mean, no, like it is. It's kind of like a good point. That, like some of the Jedi Order is like very outdated. Like the whole no marriage thing. It gives get like I don't want to bring too much extra textual information, but like right. But Kiai Mundi is out married. there just fucking people. Yeah. Yeah, with his what? head, he just sticks Ki- it right up. Kiai um, anyway. Mundi, Mundi his, his, canonically, his race is so rare that he has to be fucking like five women at once to bring about more babies. I mean, that's fair. What? How's that fair? He got fucked by like 17 clones at once. Well, I don't know. And sometimes you see, sometimes, you, yeah, sometimes your race gotta be rare, you know? It happens. It's Star Wars. Sometimes man. your race gotta be sometimes rare. Sometimes your race gotta <laughs> be rare. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Can I get my race in mythic? <laughs> Johnny's are a rare breed. I'm one of them all art American Cambodians. You know, all of them special promo ones you get like a box topper. <laughs> Me and Andrew were Ren and Sari. We were the Ren and Sari of like 1999. <laughs> God damn it, Teferi stole my pen. <laughs> anyways, anyways, that was a quick Magic the Gathering reference for y'all. Uh, peep that one Speaking of inside. Um, Are we? No, no, hmm. continue. Go ahead, anyways, thanks. speaking of Kiyadi Mundi fucking a lot. <clears throat> Paul. Why? What? What? No, I, I, I just... I thought... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Marco Polo, my bad. Sorry. I have a very important question. Do we believe that Plo Koon really died despite not dying Shut on screen? Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! I, I actually, I I actually happen to know where Plo Koon <laughs> is. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I don't want to hear about this Plo Koon truth or oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my man's platoon is chilling at the moment. <laughs> Where is he, Paul? He's Tupac in Argentina or wherever the fuck Paul thinks he's. So, for context for the listeners, for some fucking, fucking 
incomprehensible fucking reason mr fucking rosenberger walked into gilliam one day while we were talking about star wars and shit like mr wright and i were talking about star wars and like we end up talking about like a whole bunch of shit and then for some reason paul just goes no 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 plo Koon isn't dead you never see him die and I'm like you see his fucking shit blow up and he's like but you never see him die i know plenty of people who have been blown up but haven't died and i'm like oh Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul, I see you on your phone on Discord pulling up the picture. Yeah. <laughs> I see you on the phone pulling up the, disc, the pictures that you photoshopped of Goku <laughs> with Tupac Shakur in fucking Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> that you are looking for those photos and you are going to put them in the Discord and we're going to release them with this episode. <laughs> There's other people in this photo. I've got to edit them out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Plokun's alive. I don't know what y'all are thinking. Uh, peep that new episode of Mandalorian on Friday. He better show up. <laughs> Damn, look, dog, it's Plokun. <laughs> <laughs> that was the cherry on top, is we were looking up with Star Wars Rebels, and somebody from the same race as Plokun showed up, and Paul goes, <laughs> look, dog, it's Plokun. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, I have another question. I think will be less incendiary than my Plo Koon question. I don't think we're ready to handle that yet. Um, I'm so... not ready to handle it. <laughs> I don't think. I think they, I think the definitive thing is I don't think Sam is ready to handle that yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so my question is: so we see that when Order sixty six is called, um, almost every single Jedi gets ship stomped into the ground. Except for Master Yoda, who feels this disturbance in the Force. Um, why were all these powerful Jedi, many of which were on the Jedi Council, not able to recognize the conniving dealings of the Sith the way Yoda did? Because like Yoda did that cool fucking backflip, right, hear me knocked out. that clone's head off. I'm gonna, I'm, uh, there is a justification extra textually. In the novelization of Revenge of the Sith, it is because Sidious is, like, using fucking dark side magic and shit to, like, jam the, the Jedi intuition that they're about to be betrayed. And also, like, the trust that is built up between clone and Jedi. And the reason why Yoda can sense it is because he senses the other Jedi dying. And he knows something is wrong. Mm -hmm. So then, canonically, is the, <clears throat> is the timed death of, like... The death of Yoda supposed to be after all the Jedi's have died, but every other uh, Jedi dies at exact. No, no. Wait, did you just say like, Yoda died? Dark Sidious planned to out, have Yoda Nick. die after all the Jedi's died oh. simultaneously. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh huh. Hear me out. Hear me out, Mister Ru yeah. or Mister Mister Turner. Time zones still exist, and they are all on <laughs> multiple planets fighting multiple different campaigns, right? So simultaneously, like the the fact I don't think the Jedi were all killed simultaneously. I still think the purge took several days to occur, simply because all of the different clone units got the order to kill the Jedi, right? And that could take, as we've seen, anywhere from like instantly to a little bit, right? And there were only two clones with Yoda, right? And like Yoda is a too powerful enough in the ways of the Force to have felt them and the anguish and. In the despair okay. of maybe the initial wave. Okay. I don't think it was time. Um, 
against that point specifically, if I had the ability to tell that someone had died in New Orleans, that signal isn't going to wait an hour to get to me because of time zones. I'm going to feel it immediately. That's fair. That's fair. So maybe he did feel it as they were dying and then just like killed them. Because you see in the thing, he gets all weird and grimacy and you hear the like screaming in his head and then he like kills the clones who are going to kill him. Well, there there are multiple different feelings he gets. I think the first time it cuts to Yoda and he feels something is when Anakin <laughs> turns to the dark side. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Boards.theforce.net. <laughs> the Jedi Council Forum. Anyways, anyways, continue, Mr. Rosenberg. Wait, how is this categorized in <laughs> literature? <laughs> Tell me this is not literature? It ain't right. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, you were going to say something about, the, about Yoda feeling a lot of things. Uh, yeah, the first time he senses something in the forest is uh, when Anakin turns to the dark side. And so I think he, he is anticipating. And I think the thing he feels simultaneously isn't the death of all the other Jedi around the galaxy, but the siege on the Jedi Temple. That's fair. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I, I, I guess I'm aware that like Yoda fuels something that happens. Like there's like this mass wave of anguish he feels and he like realizes something's horribly wrong. And then he like senses that the clowns are about to shoot him. Right. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, you see with some of the other Jedi, even in the movie who get killed, right? They get shot once and they look fucking incredulous that like the clones would turn on them and then they get put down. Right. Like it's not mm-hmm. always instantaneous either. Like some of them go down fighting. Some of them don't. Plo Koon survives, apparently. I mean, can you really say a character has died until it has been confirmed by Chris Tucker saying he ain't gonna be in Rush Hour 3? (laughs) He ain't gonna be in Star Wars 4? (laughs) What? There's nine of them! (laughs) And? He ain't gonna be in the fourth one. Didn't make it the fourth. Maybe he's no. Maybe Plo Koon is like Han from Fast and Furious, where they're gonna make us think he's dead for fucking decades, and then when they come out with Star Wars like nineteen Tokyo Drift, like the fate of the Jedi or whatever, that's when they bring Plo Koon back, and he starts showing up on my TikTok for you page because he paid them all for the algorithm. Honestly, honestly, if you put Vin Diesel in a pod racer. And call it Tatooine Drift. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you put Vin Diesel in literally anything, that no. That's just the new what, Riddick movie. What new coming. Riddick movie? There's one coming out. You want to know who wants new Riddick movies? The only person who wants a new Riddick movie is Vin Diesel. Because <laughs> Riddick is like, <laughs> because he's Riddick. <laughs> <laughs> the only person who wants a new Riddick movie is Riddick, so that we remember that Riddick exists. Carl, Carl Urban also wants it. Well, of course, Carl Urban also fucking wants it. Carl Urban did the boys. What else does Carl Urban have? <laughs> what else does the What have? else does Carl Urban have? You're uh, right. Judge Dredd. <laughs> No, he has dread, not Judge Dredd. You can't even Judge see it. Judge Dredd is the Sylvester Stallone <laughs> Judge Dredd movie. Dread oh, we're is gonna bring that up. Okay. <laughs> I am the no!
<laughs> anyway, Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, um, <laughs> do you think by this time? Do you think by this time in the timeline, uh, the character that Bill Burr plays has been born yet? <laughs> what about the one Clancy Brown plays? <laughs> oh, God. I hate the fact that Clancy Brown is getting all the love for being Mr. Krabs, and no one has mentioned the Kurgan, rightfully so, but no one has mentioned the Kurgan. <laughs> yeah, so at what point in time do we think Bill Burr's character factors into this? <laughs> Never, because he doesn't matter. Shut the fuck up, okay? Can we, can we uh, pull up that uh, Wikipedia page? Wikipedia? Mayfield? <laughs> uh, let's see. No, uh, no specified birth date. Uh-oh, he's like an operator in Rainbow Six Siege. What? They don't have specified birthdays. They used to. But they don't What's have... Rainbow Six Siege? Fuck you, Bell. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I think another, the, I guess the last thing uh, in the movie that's worth talking about is uh, the fucking, that, the ending, I guess. Which I think we've already talked about at length, the, like the the prelude to the ending on Mustafar and like the final confrontation. But I guess just all the events that ensue afterwards in the setting of this scene for A New Hope, uh, you get Bail Organa receiving Leia, you get Lars and Beirut getting uh, Luke, Yoda going into exile, Padme <laughs> <laughs> losing the will to live. Oh yeah, oh, so yeah, what, what's the canon explanation for how Pad why Padme actually died? City is killing her. Okay, yeah, no, that's, that's, what, that's what I thought. That's a fan theory, I thought. No, well, kind of. It it was kind of canon, and then the book that it was canon in got non-canonized. Yeah, so it's legends now. Shut the fuck up. Like, legends the, is canon in my heart, okay? That's that's also true. But like the legend explanation was that Sidious used her life force and put it in to Anakin. Yeah, to make sure he Anakin. survived. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say a few things about Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yeah, before we finish with it, I unironically love this movie. It has a special place in my heart. It is my favorite Star Wars movie, probably because it was the first, um, the first like Star Wars movie I saw that put like the Star Wars magic into me that I felt as I was watching. I was also a kid when it came out, so that's probably why I love it so much. I also. I, I think this movie looks really good. It looks so much better than the other ones in so many different ways. I disagree with uh, Mr. Turner about the CGI. I think they use it way too much, but I think it looks much better than the other fucking shit that Lucas put in the re-release of the original trilogy. I think... Um, I mean, Ghost Hayden was pretty cool, though. I mean... Why does he get credited for I mean, that? I, I, don't I grew know. up with the um, VHS tape versions of 4, 5, and 6, so I don't know if those were the re-released versions or not. Are they? There's like 15, no. so you can never really know. So I have watched like the original, original cut because someone at my mom's company happened to find it. And not going to lie, it looks so much better, just practical effects. Like the CGI no. just doesn't add. Shit. Yeah, if there's one thing that milking Jim Henson's company can get you, it's practical effects. Uh, but yeah, I like the style of this movie much better than any of the other prequels. It doesn't look like dumb two thousand shit. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi no longer looks like that stoner in your poli sci class. 
Uh, they let people just have actual hairstyles. It's pretty nice. I really like this. Yeah, that mullet on Anakin really, really uh, move. Was well, not it. It's not. Yeah, I like this movie. I love this movie a lot. Love the fight between Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin, even though they do that stupid fucking saber spin. Okay, okay, hear me out. It's a reason why they do that. Yeah, it's because they're yeah. reading each other's moves with the force or some shit. So exactly, things yep. is gonna get predi- or whatever. It also like shows that neither one of them is really up to the task of killing the other, which is pretty cool. They do like dumb <laughs> stylistic bullshit. In their fight, to kind I don't of, like, know, avoid. man. I feel like when you know, uh, fucking Anakin has Obi Wan in that reverse guillotine, putting the <laughs> lightsaber towards his face, uh, ready to fucking murder him. I don't know if that's really. I'm not able to bring myself to do anything. Yeah, it's Obi Wan Kenobi. If he knew any better, he would have just done it. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, speaking of resident experts. Should I tell that story? Yes. Oh my god. So Paul, Paul, I told Paul the story about the one time I did this thing once where my brother and I were exploring this like hotel in an act once. Um <clears throat> and we found this like empty convention center room that was like fucking amazing looking. Like it looked like some shit out of a cyberpunk music video. I don't know if they were like prepping for like an event or something or if that's just how the room normally looks but like it's fucking awesome and so i was like we have to just beat the shit out of each other in this room for some fucking reason and i was like i'll start on this end and you start on that end and we'll just run at each other and like see what happens and my brother's like all right cool so like we do that and i'm like aha i know what he's gonna do and then he's gonna like and then like i'm gonna do like something else and like ha and i played it out in my head and i decided that the only way to win this engagement was to drop kick him and like catch him by complete surprise. So we start running at each other from across this convention center room and building up the momentum of two kids who are running at each other from a convention center room, right? And we finally meet in the middle and I just throw my weight into like drop kicking him in the chest. And like he did not see it coming. And it like he got pissed at me. And then he started like legitimately trying to like beat me up. And then I started legitimately trying to beat him up. And then like the security guard walks in, and, like while we're like wrapped up, and he's like, What the fuck are you two doing in here? And we're just like, we're just horsing around. Uh and then Paul, I tell Paul that story, right? So Paul later on sends me a message that goes, Sam, season aesthetic room. Uh, and then he shows me the clip of Anakin running up to Obi Wan <laughs> and drop kicking him uh, in the chest. That is very really good, good, very well timed, very funny. So, a rap song shout out for this episode. I have nothing. Bow, you got I anything? Mean, we already did uh, "Show Me" by Kid Ink. Yeah, we so. did do "Show Me." Yeah, we'll, we'll go listen to the remix of "Show Me" by Kid Ink and tell us <laughs> that's not the best damn two chains verse he ever done here, kid. Thank God it was only like 15 seconds long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, now stay tuned for that uh, fucking jumper precept that's inevitably going to <laughs> <laughs> Both the I game would, and the movie. I would love to do precepts on like shitty, shitty movies that aren't like so bad they're good, but like actually just indefensible garbage. Yeah, no, send us an, uh, send us some uh, suggestions for what yeah. movie we should yeah, send do. Us, send us some suggestions. Send us some suggestions at uh, sjcfucast.gmail.com. 
Uh, and we might. No, the first one we'll be doing is Birdemic. No, that's no. so bad that it's good. I want something like Jumper that's just actually trash. Like it is like Sword Art Online, where it is an effort to finish it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought Birdemic had an. I needed an effort to finish that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys in the next episode. I don't know where that fucking came from. Don't forget to smash <laughs> that button. Hey, guys, Ali, no. Hit like and subscribe and click the bell button for uh, notifications.